Hello again, if you've listened to this podcast before, and welcome to those of you tuning in for the first time. I'm your host, Pam Christian, for this show known as Faith to Live By, where each week I seek the Lord to know the message He wants me to bring so we can properly discern current events from God's perspective and learn how He wants us as His people to respond so we remain in His protection and provision. My aim is to help us discover and live in life-giving truth and experience all the hope truth provides when we intentionally live with faith in Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. We have all the power and authority of Jesus over all the schemes of the enemy. This is something we need to deliberately remain focused on, our identity, power, and authority in Christ. If we don't, we make ourselves vulnerable to the tactics of the enemy who uses the tools of fear, doubt, anxiety, and more. When we allow ourselves to respond in fear and doubt and fretting and anxiety and so on, we actually prevent ourselves from experiencing the victorious life Christ died to give us. The first day this particular episode will post is March 16th, 2022, a day when the whole world is in a mess, reeling from the destructive management of COVID-19 with all of its restrictions that have stripped people of their God-given rights and freedoms worldwide. The world now is witnessing the Russian-Ukraine crisis, where vast numbers of people have been seriously harmed or killed and many displaced with the need to evacuate to safety. We know there has been an effort for a one-world order underway for decades, and those who are leading this effort have brazenly published their plans to have this new world government in place by 2030, less than eight years from now, and they are feverishly scrambling to try to keep that agenda. I, like everyone, have been seeking the Lord for understanding and truth, and as an advocate for you, I spend all my working hours researching alternative media sources, mining for truth. With the Russia-Ukraine crisis and the barrage of information I've researched, I nearly felt lost until I set time aside to inquire the Lord again. And I believe that what I'm now able to articulate will satisfy us in our quest for truth, at least for now. We need to understand searching for truth is not a one-and-done endeavor. No, the discovery of truth is a lifelong process. Our natural world is controlled by the spiritual world, where, as we know, there's a raging battle between good and evil. Evil is ever seeking to deceive us, so it is a process of discovery for us to find and remain in truth. Now, I want you to make a point of listening clear through to the end of this podcast, when I will present my God-inspired summary of our present-day global predicament, along with the prophetically revealed hope God has for us. Keep in mind, March 16, 2020, is the first day of the Festival of Purim, the Hebrew celebration of freedom commemorating Queen Esther's victory in not only sparing God's people from annihilation, but seeing the enemy's plans of genocide against them actually turn back on the enemy. This is the very same anticipated victory in store for us. As I said, keep listening to this podcast to learn why I'm so confident about our victory. Last week, I wanted to have Alex Newman, who's an award-winning international journalist, educator, author, and consultant, back again as my guest, but he was unable to do so. Much of what I focused on last week was Russia. So today, I want to give us insight about Ukraine and how this whole Russia-Ukraine crisis is actually part of the elite's efforts to accomplish a one-world order. So if you didn't hear last week's podcast, you'll want to because it's essentially part one of today's topic. I know for people who are still influenced by mainstream media, what you hear from me won't make sense because mainstream media has been lying to all of us. Why? Well, because mainstream media worldwide is controlled by the self-appointed elite to intentionally lie to us, to prevent us from knowing the truth 
about what they are doing people have been deceived and the very nature of deception means those who are deceived are unaware of their condition to break people out of deception requires a harsh confrontation and i believe this is precisely what god has been orchestrating since early 2020 god wants his people all over this planet to know the truth because just as jesus said the truth sets us free so for you who find what i claim difficult to believe let me help you apply a litmus test of sorts for discovering truth consider this first understand truth is from god lies are from satan when you listen to the reports of mainstream media do you feel at peace do you feel fearful angry anxious do you hear any potential solutions offered by mainstream media or do you only hear doom and gloom the lack of hope mainstream media presents is designed to control you when you listen to my podcasts do you feel at peace do you feel hopeful and optimistic do you hear potential solutions offered by my podcast the truth you hear from my podcasts and others who seek god to reveal truth is designed to free you no one in this world wants to be lied to not even a pathological liar likes being lied to a person does not have to be a christian to be able to discern the truth from lies it's part of our human makeup to want to know truth and live our lives based on truth and i believe that this innate desire is by god's design to prompt us to be dissatisfied until we find truth which leads us to god lies and deception which come from the father of lies the enemy of god and his evil minions will always cause people to fret fear doubt be anxious feel hopeless and in bondage truth which comes from god who is truth will always lead people to feel relieved uplifted optimistic hopeful and free there's no question we live in a world where both good and evil coexist and it's up to us to discern which is which and to choose if we want to operate in lies or in truth in bondage or in freedom in death or life understanding history is essential for understanding present-day realities so allow me a brief time of review all the evil pain suffering and death we are experiencing in our world today began when satan sought to dethrone god and take his place ruling over all dethroning god is the enemy's driving force satan didn't want god to rule according to god's order of things satan wanted to rule according to his order of things the bible reveals satan convinced about a third of the hosts of heaven to join him to overthrow god and in response god sent him and his followers to fall out of heaven like lightning instantaneously and eternally sentenced from the third heaven and limited to the earth and second heaven dimensions satan's deep-seated desire to reign and rule in place of god has been feverishly fueled by his first failed attempt he still believes he can dethrone god by working through humanity first by deceiving adam and eve to reject god which by default meant they were enslaved to him no longer in god's protective care then we read about satan's repeated influence upon humanity and his effort to defeat god with the tower of babel or babel as some refer to it then we learn about the increased sin and wickedness in the days of noah and on and on to this very day proponents for a one world order are ruled by the same ancient evil spirits seeking to overcome god and rule in his stead this explains why the entire planet is under siege from every angle the enemy of god has influenced many influential men and women in positions of leadership to overcome us annihilate the majority of the populations to what they believe is a necessary and manageable number where they can maintain control 
The irony of this is, first, that Satan still believes he can fight God and win. Second, the people Satan has influenced believe they will achieve their goals. Some know they are following Satan. Others think they are simply carrying out a desired agenda, when in reality, they're doing Satan's bidding. With today's podcast, I want to help you make sense out of all that is truly going on in this world and learn what you must do to make certain you are choosing to align yourself with truth, freedom, and life. If we are not proactive in this effort, by default, we will be overcome by deception, bondage, and death. Last week, I helped us realize globalists, or those who work to establish a new world order, exist in governments all around the world and have for hundreds of years. History tells us that President John F. Kennedy learned about the depths of the cabal, and in a public speech, he vowed to expose and deal with it. He was soon after assassinated. President George H. W. Bush publicly declared in a September 11, 1990 speech, quote, A new partnership of nations has begun. As I stated last week, at the time, most of us thought this new partnership of nations was a good thing. It seemed to be a way for our nations to diplomatically interact and reduce the prospects of war. What we did not know was that this partnership's purpose was to create a one-world government where the nations must give up their individual sovereignty and become unified under the United Nations. And today, we understand this effort for a one-world order includes plans to completely manage our health, our families, our money, our jobs, even our identity as humans. Their plans include controlling humanity to where free will no longer exists. Yes, this Russia-Ukraine crisis the whole world is watching is manufactured to further the progress of a one-world government, and this is being accomplished entirely through lies and deceptions. To help us understand more about this, I'm exceedingly pleased to announce today we do have Alex Newman joining me. Alex has been a student of world events for decades, and he offers us an understanding of global events from a Christian worldview. Alex was my guest a few weeks ago with the show titled, United in Christ We Stand, Divided by the Enemy We Fall. If you didn't hear that, please make a point of listening. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. Alex is an international award-winning journalist, author, educator, and consultant, and I'll add here he always seeks to glorify God in everything he does. So listen now as I share my interview with Alex. Alex, I want to thank you once again for joining and being my guest on this podcast. You are the person I really wanted to talk to to help us have some understanding, especially with this Ukraine-Russia crisis. I know it's much bigger than what we even understand. I don't trust the mainstream media. One of the things that I recently learned that I wanted to make sure we started off with is a quote from retired Colonel Doug McGregor during a media interview. He said, quote, we need to remember that Ukraine is fourth from the bottom of 158 countries in the world as corrupt. Russia is perhaps three or four places above them. Ukraine is not the liberal democracy, the shiny example that everyone says it is. Far from it. Mr. Zelensky has jailed journalists and political opposition, end quote. What can you help us understand about the corruption in both Ukraine and Russia? I, I think it's critical to understand that the, the fake media in the United States is portraying uh, Zelensky as some sort of superhero, some sort of courageous stalwart that the whole world needs to rally behind. Uh, and yet they say very little about what he actually believes, his political positions. Uh, if you were to put him into the American political context, he would be a radical left-wing Democrat. I mean, he'd be out there on the fringe. He'd be hanging out with uh, AOC and, and uh, you know, some of these um, radical, radical left-wingers, Bernie Sanders type 
deal. Uh, he's uh, radically in favor of abortion. He believes that it's fine to murder babies right up until the moment that they um, come out of their mothers. Uh, he's a gun control nut. And, uh, you know, we see now the Ukrainians paying the price for that. He's telling them to make Molotov cocktails in your basement. I mean, goodness gracious, if they all had hunting rifles and uh, semi-automatic weapons and pistols, uh, the Ukrainian people would have been uh, much better off. And Another important thing to remember, I think, about Ukraine, I was just there a couple of years ago, it's corrupt beyond measure. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. It's worse than a lot of places in Africa. It's worse than a lot of places in Latin America. And, and after 80 years of living under communist rule, it, it just it does such a number to a country. It's very difficult to recover after that. Now, unfortunately, the Ukrainian people, I think, have come out of that. They've torn down the Lenin statues. You know, they've rediscovered, they're now in the process of rekindling their faith. Most of them are uh, Orthodox Christians, Orthodox in the sense of Eastern Orthodox, not necessarily Orthodox theology, but uh, Eastern Orthodox Christians. And so decent things have been happening in Ukraine, but the media has now almost completely forgotten about what happened in 2014. Mm -hmm. uh, that's when the U.S. government, the very corrupt elements within the U.S. government, Barack Hussein Obama and all his buddies, uh, overthrew the Ukrainian government. You know, I'm not saying anything good about the previous Ukrainian government. Uh, Yanukovych was also a corruptocrat, uh, but they removed him from power using um, this color revolution that the CIA has perfected. They stir up fake protests. The National Endowment for Democracy dumps tens of millions of dollars in there into funding grassroots astroturf groups. Um, you've got uh, George Soros, of course, who, who has played a major role in bringing this current government to power. And, you know, I say all that not to defend Vladimir Putin, but to point out that there really is no good guy in this fight. Uh, my heart breaks for the Ukrainian people and for the Russian people. Um, it's very much like the situation we have in the United States. We're living under a government that doesn't represent us. It's taking our money and using it for evil purposes, whether that be murdering babies or invading your neighbor or whatever it is. Um, and so we're all in the same boat, Americans, Ukrainians and Russians. Uh, we're all living under corrupt regimes that are completely out of control. But uh, to suggest that we all need to rally behind this Zelensky character and send him weapons and airplanes and, and who knows what else is preposterous. And one more thing I want to say, Pam, before we, we move on from the subject, Ukraine is partly in this position as a direct result of the same foreign policy establishment that is now uh, basically advocating that we get involved in the Third World War. Um, these are the people who, under the Bill Clinton administration, went to Ukraine in the 1990s and promised the Ukrainians that we would defend them, that the United States of America would defend them if they would give up all their nuclear weapons and give them to Russia. Um, now, what happened? Well, they gave up all their, their nuclear weapons, and of course, now they got invaded, and now the United States is not coming to protect them, which I don't think we should get involved. But why would we do that in the first place? Why are we meddling over there? And why aren't we talking about the fact that U.S. foreign policy directly led to this current disaster? You know, Alex, in my research, and boy, I've really taken a deep dive, and this is why I need you. I've got so many loose ends. And one of the things I learned that seems to be key to all of this is that the United States, with taxpayer dollars, established at least 11 biolabs in Ukraine, and that they are a pivotal part of the United States' involvement. Can you address that? Yeah, this is a very interesting issue. And I, you know, I, I don't have any special insight into this. I'm, I'm relying on the same open source information that everybody else is. But uh, it does look at this point very much like the U.S. government was involved in bio warfare research in Ukraine. Um, and, and honestly, this should not be surprising. We now know that the U.S. government was involved in funding biological warfare research in China, in Wuhan, China. 
right? I, I mean, if you're willing to fund bio-warfare that's under the control of the most murderous dictatorship in human history, why would we be surprised that they're working on that in Ukraine? Uh, we actually had uh, Victoria Nuland, who is a critical player in overthrowing the previous Ukrainian government, openly admitting it. And, you know, now the White House is in damage control mode. Oh, she didn't really mean that. She was just misinformed. You know, they, they pay no attention to what's going on here. But um, I, I would not be surprised at all to learn that. This is a very touchy issue for a number of reasons. Uh, the biggest one being it's against the law. Okay, uh, The U.S. is a signatory on the Biological Weapons Convention that prohibits any kind of uh, research into offensive biological warfare. And uh, that appears to be what was going on there. But I think there may be even a darker agenda than all of this. I think one of the big goals of the people that are stirring up this conflict in Ukraine, and really it's not just people. We go to the Bible, we know that uh, we're dealing with powers and principalities, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. This is not just bad guys like uh, George Soros and the Rockefellers. But um, I think one of their agendas, and and I, I don't think this, I know this because they've been publicly talking about it for the last decade in their publications and in their organizations, is that they want to shift the world over from what has existed, what they call the unipolar world order, with the United States as the sole, I should say, the United States government as the sole unchallengeable superpower that dominates uh, policymaking and geopolitics around the world, toward what they describe as a multipolar world order. Now, part of that transition uh, must involve, by definition, the discrediting and the knocking down of the United States. And I think uh, what's happening with Joe Biden, a lot of conservatives and, and, and analysts are, are making this out to be stupidity. They're, they're acting like he's just a bumbling buffoon. I don't believe that for a minute. I, I don't believe Joe Biden is making these decisions. I mean, you know, with all due respect, I think that probably the man uh, needs to be in an assisted living facility or at least surrounded by friends and family who can help him. The guy clearly doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But the people who are pulling the strings, the, the, the handlers who are behind Joe Biden, they are very intelligent. They are not stupid. And uh, as our old Secretary of War once said, uh, consistency has never been the mark of stupidity. If these people were merely stupid, occasionally they would make a mistake in our favor. And yet they never do. Right? Every policy seems designed to destroy the United States, destroy our economy, destroy our prestige, destroy our global leadership. So we saw that in Afghanistan. I mean, they, they couldn't have written a script to humiliate America more than what happened in Afghanistan. And I'm convinced that that was deliberate. Uh, Joe Biden is not an idiot. His handlers knew perfectly well how that was going to be perceived around the world. They may have even stage managed it for all I know. And I think we're seeing the same thing in Ukraine. You have the U.S. government promising to defend Ukraine if it's attacked, as long as they give up their nuclear weapons. Then we say, just kidding, but maybe we'll help give you a ride out of the Capitol, Mr. President. Uh, you know, what, what kind of message does this send? Then you have, again, this biological warfare thing. What kind of message does this send to the world? This is now um, international news. What what does that look like to people around the world? They say, man, the United States is completely out of control. These maniacs are funding bio-warfare research. They're, they're dropping bombs everywhere. They're invading all these countries. They've got military bases everywhere. And they have a president that doesn't even know what day of the week it is, doesn't know where he's standing. Um, this is kind of scary. And so I think we're seeing now a very carefully stage-managed transition where the United States is going to be removed as the sole superpower on the planet. And, and, you know, there's a lot of dimensions to this. I think we're going to see the dollar lose its status as the global reserve currency. We're going to see the uh, U.S.-led financial architecture uh, increasingly being challenged by this new architecture that's being created by China and Russia. And I think a big part of this is to make the United States look extremely irresponsible by doing things like funding biological warfare research in a country like Ukraine, in a country like China. Um, when you know anybody with two brain cells to rub together knows that that's an incredibly dangerous and incredibly stupid and an incredibly illegal idea.
obviously this all leads to the efforts for a one world order. Every bit of this is orchestrated to that end. And I'm hoping that through my podcast, my listeners can help put the puzzle pieces together to see that. And one of the things that I did learn in my research is the corruption within Ukraine against their own people. I understand that they have a regime called Azov and that there's Azov rule in their nation. Actually, anybody who has sympathies for Russia are crushed and they're beaten, they're threatened, they're murdered, they're kidnapped. There seems to be a lot going on within Ukraine itself where they have conflict within their own borders. Yeah, and, and there very clearly are neo-Nazi factions within Ukraine. Um, and incidentally, the Central Intelligence Agency and the U.S. State Department appear to have partnered with some of them in Ukraine during the 2014 Color Revolution. Uh, now we see this uh, Azov Battalion openly flying Nazi flags and um, waging war on the uh, ethnic Russians in the, uh, the eastern portion of the country. So, uh, you know, th- this is very typical of the foreign policy establishment of the United States. They find the worst possible actors in a country, and then they partner with them to carry out their agenda. In fact, we saw this in Afghanistan, and that paved the way to the disaster that uh, we recently saw. When they teamed up with the Mujahideen, there was a lot of warring factions in Afghanistan when the Soviets invaded. Um, they could have teamed up with many, many different uh, militias and organizations that were in Afghanistan active against the Soviet Union. They happened to choose the most radical, the most ridiculous groups that they could find in Afghanistan. They partnered with them. They gave them Stinger missiles and air support, uh, and the rest is history. Well, I think we saw the same thing in Ukraine. Uh, the U.S. government went in there. They started showering money. on. They're trying to cover this up now. You know, the National Endowment for Democracy, which is really an extension of the Central Intelligence Agency, has now taken down all the information on the grants that it was pouring all over Ukraine. Uh, I would like to get access to that information, and I would like to find out who was the United States government funding over there. But uh, the U.S. government uh, is not particular about who they work with. They're very happy to work with communists. They're very happy to work with Nazis, with neo-Nazis. Um, and, and this is true not just of the U.S. government, it's true also of the establishment. Uh, if you look at the Rockefellers, they were some of the most uh, significant, if not the most significant financiers of the Nazi eugenics movement. Um, the Rockefeller money was what fueled the Nazi eugenics machine. Uh, they were funding uh, Joseph Mengele. They were funding this wackadoodle biology research, claiming that some races were better than others. So there's nothing new about the establishment partnering with people with horrific uh, ideals and views. Uh, it happens all the time, and we're just happen to, happening to see it again in Ukraine. Well, I really like that we're talking about this, because as you said, the mainstream media is painting Ukraine as though it's this honest, forthright democracy, and that the people there are entirely at the mercy of Russia, who is invading. And it's been said that possibly Vladimir Putin is actually preventing this effort for a one world order. What do you say to that? Well, I, I've seen that come out, and um, I, I've been investigating Putin almost my entire journalistic career. And I believe uh, very firmly, I believe the evidence speaks clearly on this, uh, not only is Putin not working to stop the New World Order agenda, he's actually intimately involved with it. And I know to people who have not seen the information and the documentation that I have seen and that I have been publishing for the last decade, that can sound almost outrageous. You know, I, I've seen a lot of the same Putin speeches that everybody else out there has seen, where he says, hey, these fanatics in the West that are trying to destroy the family, that are trying to destroy gender, that are trying to wage war on Christianity, that are trying to abolish history. Um, and, and he's making very good points on all of those issues. But when you look at the true Putin, the Putin that they don't want to talk about in the mainstream media, uh, what you'll see is that he's intimately tied to the very same criminals that are pushing this one world order agenda. And there are some very obvious examples that everybody would recognize. Henry Kissinger. 
let's take Henry Kissinger. Henry Kissinger was the attack poodle for the Rockefeller dynasty for decades, and he still is to this day. Okay, he was national security advisor. He was secretary of state, uh, and he made his career by being a loyal attack poodle for the disgusting Rockefeller dynasty. Well, it just so happens that Vladimir Putin and Henry Kissinger are very good friends. In fact, they're such good friends that they go to each other's houses for dinner. When Vlad needs some advice on something, he calls up Henry Kissinger on the phone. So I would like to get Henry Kissinger under oath in a select committee investigation in Congress and say, look, tell us about your relationship with Mr. Putin. Did he call you and ask about this invasion of Ukraine? What do you know about what's going on over there? And if you look at action, right, uh, the Bible tells us that, that we can judge things by their fruit. Uh, what you see is that everything Putin is doing, it, it seems calculated to advance the cause of globalism. And here's where I'll stop the interview with Alex Newman with plans to pick it up from here for next week. What did you learn? What new information did you hear that has changed your view of our present day world events? If you were among those who have believed that Ukraine was the innocent country and Putin the wild man aggressor, how do you feel now, given the expertise Alex brought? How do you feel now about the role the so-called governmental leadership of the United States has taken? We must be careful not to take sides, especially when we don't have all the facts. Only God knows the whole truth. As Brandon Smith wrote, quote, We should not hyperfocus on who is to blame between Ukraine or Russia. We should focus on the effects that will result from any major regional disaster and how the globalists exploit such catastrophes to further the agenda of total centralization of power, end quote. Before we rush to support any cause, we must take the time and effort necessary to have a proper understanding, else we could actually be supporting the works of darkness. Many people were swept up into supporting Black Lives Matter, and look what we're learning about that organization and its leaders today. I said early in this program, many people are deceived, and due to the nature of deception, they are unaware of their condition. Many people have been influenced and actually controlled to believe what proponents of the One World Order want so they can achieve their goals. Hearing the many opinions and considerations people have about this Russia-Ukraine crisis, I've had a serious check in my spirit that we're still missing a proper understanding of truth. Certainly Alex has helped us understand that any belief that Vladimir Putin is a good guy, maybe not a white hat, but a gray hat, is naive in light of his lifelong communist ideology. Additionally, people thinking Ukraine is the innocent party who should be supported by us is also incorrect. In fact, I'm very concerned for people and corporations who have provided financial aid to the corrupt Ukraine government, who is known for brutalizing and killing their own citizens. It's been coming out recently that many of the images representing destruction Russians are supposedly imposing on the Ukrainians are actually damaged and carnage by the Ukrainian government upon its own people. Also, images stated to be reports of bombings and human sufferings in Ukraine have been proven to be photographs of events from other years and other countries. And some images mainstream media use are actually manufactured using models and staged events. Please don't misunderstand me. This warring is real. People are being hurt, maimed, displaced, and even killed. They are suffering all the ravages of war, and we must pray and support all humanitarian efforts that will truly help. Not all so-called humanitarian agencies are worthy. Some actually serve the perpetrators. One way you can learn about the worthiness of a humanitarian relief agency is from Charity Navigator. I'll have a link for that in the show notes. As always, I have a ton of links in my show notes to provide source information for the claims I make. So, in seeking the Lord for understanding, here's what I believe to be the truth as of today with the information I've been able to gather so far. 
I believe the Ukraine government is controlled by the United States, based on the United States' interference to oust Presidents Viktor Yanukovych and Petro Poroshenko, who promoted Ukrainian nationalism, and by the United States' continual financial dealings with Ukraine government and corporations. I believe the 2013-14 Russia-Ukraine crisis was created to get Vladimir Zelensky in the office of the president to serve as a puppet for those who were seeking to impose a new world order. I believe the present-day Russia-Ukraine crisis is staged by all players for a one-world order with Putin, Zelensky, and Biden, also a puppet, all working together in the creation of the war and control of the narrative from mainstream media. I believe every effort has been made to make America and our government appear to be completely out of control, starting with Afghanistan, and in need of rescue, perhaps by the United Nations, to destroy America because America is the major obstacle able to prevent the new one-world order government from succeeding. I believe God has been exposing all the corruption in the world governments of many countries to abruptly shock the people of the world out of their deception and into truth. I believe the people of the world are waking up in exponential numbers now, and the very plans the people of the one world order had to destroy us, God will turn back upon them for their own demise. What we have seen and are about to see is God's swift judgment against the unrepentant and a reward for the righteous in Christ. God continues to give us everything we need to succeed. This is his grace. God has been exceedingly gracious to all of us through his servants, the prophets. It seems God has raised up many more prophets for these very days. He knows we need to have a rhema word from him now to be able to get through what lies ahead. Julie Green, Dutch Sheets, Robin Bullock, Amanda Grace, and Johnny Inlow, along with many others, have provided multiple prophecies, all of which are compatible and without conflict. God has been shaking all that can be shaken so that everything is in position for his epic judgment upon the unrepentant and his reward for those who belong to Jesus. In fact, the first judgments we'll see will begin among the ecclesia, that is, the church comprised of all Christians. The Bible is clear. Judgment begins with the house of the Lord. I want you to go to the show notes for this episode and see the many links to the directives and encouragement God has given to the worldwide ecclesia for these very days. Worship and prayer are vital in these days. Worshiping God aloud declares truth and reveals your spiritual position for all entities to hear. This places you in God's protection. When you pray, pray from your position of power and authority in Christ. Don't ask for the defeat of the enemy, but enforce the defeat Christ has already fully secured for us. Listen to the present-day prophecies of God to be edified and fortified in these very days. God has been graciously giving us many prophetic words for these days, so we will not be shaken when we see his divine intervention. God has made clear things will look very, very dark and even hopeless for a short time. But if we remain in him and abide by his words, we will not be overcome. What we must do in these days is to make every effort to do the following. Number one, intentionally remain focused on who God is. Number two, keep God's promises, his words, both written and prophetic, to the forefront of our minds. And number three, Take every thought contrary to the word of God, such as fear, anxiety, dread, captive by going back to steps one and two. These are days when we will see God deliver his people from the destruction of the enemy, just as he did in the days of Esther and many other times before. Next week, I'll share part two of my interview with Alex Newman to help us more fully know the truth and be in position to understand the intervention of God in our behalf 
in these perilous days. As I've said before, I really want to hear from you. I need to know how my ministry work through my podcasts impact you. My email is faithtoliveby at pamelachristianministries.com. So now you know my email. You don't have any excuse not to get a hold of me. And I'll take a moment right now to thank Larry G. for recently contacting me. Larry, you cannot know how much your words of encouragement continue to mean to me. And I thank you for letting me know that you're sharing my podcast with friends and family. I hope more of you who are listening will do the same thing. And don't forget to check out my new dedicated podcast page called Beyond the Podcast. It's specifically for you, my podcast listeners. And this is a place where we can connect exclusively, and you can also download complimentary devotionals, resources, and more. You'll find the link in the show notes. Ministry is what I do full-time, so if you've benefited from what I've shared today, I ask you to show your support in whatever way you can. It's my prayer that you, my listeners, will become supporters of this ministry. Donations are certainly accepted, but they're not tax-deductible. So to thank you for your financial support, anyone who sends a donation of $25 or more will receive your choice of one of my books or five of the Make America Godly Again bumper stickers. Please visit my web store to learn about all the products and services available through my ministry. And when you purchase through my web store, be sure to use the promo code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H. Use that at checkout and get 20% discount. You can also make your donations at checkout. My blog, also on my website, is an extension of my podcasts. I don't duplicate on my blog what I share here, so be sure to check it out. And I'm pleased to say my blog has been awarded two unsolicited awards for Christian content. We can also connect on social media, and I'm very active there, so look for my links on the show notes. And be sure to take advantage of the free resources and bonus items listed on the show notes and my website, faithtoliveby.com. From there, you can also subscribe to my complimentary e-newsletter. As a new subscriber, you can choose from one of three gifts that I offer in appreciation of your subscription. And I also want to mention that I'm available for you to book to speak at your church or Christian organization. Speaking in person is one of my favorite aspects of ministry. Just use the contact page on my website to inquire and learn more. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever these features are available. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread the gospel, and it also helps people learn how to best apply their Christian faith. I hope you'll join me next week and tell your friends and family to listen right here on Faith to Live By, where we learn how to gain spiritual victory over life's issues. Until next week, I'm Pam Christian, asking you to remember, Christ died for us. The least we can do is live for Him. 